And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser on Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, oh my goodness, who would not want the blueprints to our Christian faith? We want the plat mat or the master plan. Yeah, one of those city ideas that we can follow. Does this mean that God will give us this plan? No. And he owes nobody an explanation. Two steps forward, one step back. But that is still net one step. Next, I know that you've heard it before, and to be honest, you will hear it again, so chill. To understand that in the midst of your trials, you will need to stop freaking out and trust that God knows what he's doing. That is essential for every believer, even if you're a superman in the kingdom of God. Here's the key. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. And finally, what should we do when we stop trying to figure out what we are doing and do what God wants us to do? Should we do what everybody else thinks we should do, or should we just do what God wants us to do? Let's do what God wants us to do. That's just an amazing thought. What God wants us to do, that's what we should do, and we should do what God wants us to do. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show when the introduction barely makes any sense. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Now, every one of you has been in one of those three stages or are in all three of those stages, depending on what's going on in your life. You might be surviving. You might be living, you might be prevailing. You might be doing a little bit of each depending on what's going on. The goal here is to keep us going. So were we going to review politics? Not that much today. Entertainment, current events, eh. personal revelations, you bet. Spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that phone call, you talk to Captain Chris. And when you talk to Captain Chris, well, you're sailing in the right direction. There you go. I love that. I'm just going to just do it a thousand different ways in the next year. Is that all right? Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. should be fun. Uh, Here's the bottom line. Now, you guys know this. Any topic's open for conversation because it's not professional radio. Boy, is that true, huh? It's just radio. It's a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. So there's a couple things that I want you to be aware of. Maybe you have an opinion, a thought, a comment, a question. That's cool. 
You should ask. Maybe you have a praise report or a prayer request. We're going to be praying for people uh, in in uh, just a little bit. I mean, that's a big part of, of what we do and how we do it, right? We want to be praying for people. We want to be caring about people. We want to be bearing one another's burdens. We want to love other people the way that we want to be loved. That's what we're looking for. Maybe you have, you know, just this idea of, I got some Bible trivia answers in my brain. Well, you have that opportunity to reach out to us and let us know what you think the answer to this is. Who said that as Jesus was being crucified, who said, this man certainly was a righteous man? Who said that? This man certainly, he was a righteous man. Who said that? If you think you know the answer, what can you do? You can call in, like we said, 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. And I'm going to point you to the website, and I'm going to come back and pray. But I want you to go to the website, check it out. There is some cool stuff there. Check out hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right, so the trivia question, I'm not going technical here, so everybody relax. Uh, who was uh, the person, uh, there's a certain person that said, the, this man, certainly this man was a righteous man. Okay, anything in the ballpark you're going to win on because. This is the first question. <laughs> Those are a little easier. All right. In the meantime, let me pray for everybody. I want to pray for Ace and other people listening because there is a consistency to certain people feeling the struggle and to trying to push through and just needing that extra boost to just keep going. And 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 the truth be told, there are times where every person and watch this, you'll find this amazing, Jesus took time to re-energize, to strengthen himself in order to carry out the mission. I think Ace said it really good. He said, sometimes I just want the, you know, that ability to endure and endure to the end. So let me pray over everybody, myself included. Father, we come before you, and Lord, we all fall short. But through you and by you and through the anointing that comes from your Holy Spirit and through the glory and power and authority that is in the name of Jesus, we ask you to strengthen us and enable us to continually endure using the things you've taught us in your word, being guided by your spirit and making sure that we stay connected to you so that we can fulfill that which you have set before us and do it with honor and with joy. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Uh, it's probably not an accident, though I will just leave it there and let you guys figure it out, that some of our discussion at this particular point has to do with this passage. John chapter 15, verse 1 through 2. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. And while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it'll be even more fruitful. So I am not a gardener. I am not wise in the ways of the horticulturist. 
But my mom did have a rose garden. I mentioned this before. And then she would go out there and cut them, the ones that were looking like they were doing pretty good. <laughs> I'd be like, why are you doing that? And she would say, because then they're going to come in stronger. And it's like, okay, I don't have any idea what you're talking about, Mom. Enjoy your rose garden. I'm going out to do terrible things. So here uh, in my own life, my mom, who was not often used as an illustration, is somebody who's demonstrating that that which is growing and looks healthy needs to be pruned. So here's the question. Do you ever feel pruned? (laughs) Do you ever feel in the kingdom of God that you are making strides and growing and stepping up and going further, taking two steps forward, then all of a sudden, oh, I'm stepping back. I'm stepping back here. I'm stepping, I'm, I'm, I'm going backwards. If Jesus didn't talk about it, you might have a better place of complaint for it. But he did. And what he said is that if you're in him, and his word is in you. Okay, You're going to be able to ask what you will, and it will be done for you. In that process, before you get to that place, there's this thing called pruning. And God, the Father, directing through the redeeming work of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit, has already set up many things in your life that will require some pruning. And pruning is cutting back. I don't know what the actual perfect definition is. I just know what the picture definition is for me. And what I understand is that it gets frustrating when you're moving forward, but then you feel like you're going backwards, and you feel like you're reflecting Jesus, but then you feel like there's more dirt on the mirror than there should be. And then you're trying to, you know, kind of find your way in the Lord, and you know you're in the Lord and you love the Lord, but you're not sure that the reflection that you're giving is really the Lord the way it needs to be because things look dirtier and you want them to look cleaner. So I want to tell you this, and I'm going to tell you this as a genuine Christian, as a as a brother in the Lord, as a believer for a multitude of years with you, that the Lord cuts us back for his glory and doesn't ask us what we think. He doesn't set the situation up before you and I. He doesn't set the scenario up so that we can check in and approve. He's the master gardener. Jesus is the vine, and you are the branch. And that's it. Oh, he'll get you through it. But that's all you get. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about how to handle that. Because that just seems totally uncool. But it's not. It's totally appropriate. By the way, the guy that uh, said certainly he was a righteous man, soldier, guard, or centurion, all of those would have worked just fine and dandy. We'll take our break here. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? What's happening is the churches and uh, educators and our government and everybody is too concerned about being politically correct. And what's happened is the walls have fallen down. And we need to rebuild them, and we need to build them back. And the only way we can do that is with God's people taking a stand. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And I will say, especially in regards to the political correctness, it's just man's attempt to establish their own righteousness apart from God. And that's why it has so much confusion attached to it that nobody can figure out what's going on, because it goes all over the place. Well, the the only hope for America is, is not the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. Uh, our hope, My hope is in God and his people taking a stand. Uh, this coming uh, election season, and uh, let's get men and women in office. And again, I'm not telling people to vote for, but we need to take a stand for God's truth and his righteousness. Yeah, that's fantastic. I just want to thank you and extend a thank you to you for taking the time to come on the show, sharing with us, giving us that perspective. I appreciate it, and it was a privilege and an honor for me to have you on the show, sir. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. God bless. All right, God bless you too. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Pastor Franklin Graham. If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. And I'm encouraging you to endure, get through this, hang on, don't go anywhere. There's many good things that you can use as tools to help strengthen you so that you don't give up. Because sometimes people feel like giving up. It's just one of those processes. Okay, if you guys remember the the road, oh, let's do this one first. On the afternoon Jesus rose from the dead, he joined two people, and they were walking from Jerusalem to what village? What was the village called? What was the village called? Remember he joined the two disciples? What was the village called that they were walking to? If you think you know the answer, you can... Uh, call 972 445 
You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at he must increase org. Somebody is calling in. Uh, that is good. I might make them wait in order to tell the joke. Mm, nah, that's mean. <laughs> that, that would be mean, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's like, make them wait to tell the joke so that they have to hear the joke before. That's not nice. All right, so the trivia question, we got somebody getting ready to answer. I'm just going to repeat it so that you know what's going on. On the afternoon, Jesus rose from the dead. He joined two friends, and they were walking from Jerusalem to what village? And we have an answer right here. Yes, here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Always wonderful to hear your voice. <laughs> Thank and we, you. We, and we're praying for Susie, so we got that message. So you just keep us posted as to how she's doing. We're just okay, thank you. For, yep, yep. We want to be praying for everybody that's important in all of our lives and people that the Lord has brought into our lives. It's superbly important because that's why God brings them into our lives, so that we'll care about them. And so that's a big, yes, sir. That's a big thing right there. Okay, so uh, two guys walking down the road. Jesus uh, joins them. What village are they going to? Was it Emmaus? Yes, that is correct! You are so good. You are just so good. That's a great, great, great uh, job. Great answer. There's going to be a follow-up question to that that's going to be a little tougher. But that's it. Those are the two guys on the road and uh, not a clue that Jesus was walking with them, which I just want to say is so normal for Christians. Not a clue that Jesus is right there walking with them. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Hey, David, I wanted to make a comment about something you said yesterday. Okay, fire away. Um, you know, you said the the LGBTQ WXYZ crowd yes. had um, stolen the, the sign that God gave Noah. Yep. Okay. Well, I found out that um, I was reading. I wasn't reading. I was listening to the. Um, Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, and the first horseman um, has a bow. And I found out that the um, Hebrew word for bow has several different definitions, and one of them is a cheap. A cheap what? You there? Uh Uh-oh, I think we just lost her right at that point. No way, she's got to call back now. Okay, all right. When Deborah calls back, you kind of signal me because she was just going to say something that was really fascinating, and I want to hear it. So I'm going to kind of uh, stall and give her a chance to call back because she was right there. Deborah, if you can hear this, you got to call back. Call back. Call back. And no, I'm not using the force, people, so be quiet, okay, even though we did watch Star Wars over the weekend. Okay, so anyway, all right, she's going to call back, and she got something that she wants to share about the bow uh, and being the definition, which, by the way, I can tell you already, she's right about one thing for sure, and that is the Hebrew definition for bow has uh, actually like four or five different elements to it. One of those, you know how you think of the of the a rainbow like an arc? Sometimes a bow is a circle. Most people don't know that, but in Hebrew, that's correct. Is that Deb? Okay, here we go. I'll bring it back. Okay, you got cut off right when you were going to say your cool line. So now you got to say it again, okay? So pick it up from the Hebrew. (laughs) One of the definitions to the uh, Hebrew word for bow is a cheap fabric imitation. Wow, there you go. That's 
excellent because what a truth that that's going on, right? That they're kind of literally they're trying to sway and change what the reality of the rainbow is to something completely different. Yeah, and then they're wanting to replace our flag with a flag like that. I'm just like, what? <laughs> anyway. That's that's what I do. I look at it and I go, what? <laughs> that's great that's okay, right about Thanks. Have a great day. <laughs> thanks, Deborah. Thanks so much. Okay. Great okay, job. Bye-bye. Great job. All right. Uh, I'll wait on the humor part of it. We'll have to do it later, although it is very funny, and I'm going to do it. I'm just warning you right now. But I want to go back to the text. That was really good. I'm really glad she shared that. All right, so let's go back to this. I want you to understand something. It's very important for those of us that are like going, I don't know, man. There's times where, uh, and this is true for me, I deal with people on a regular basis, people in and outside my family, and I just think, ay, 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 ay. It's instead of the joy of the Lord, it's the oy of the Lord. Romans 8.18, I consider that our present present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed. Okay, that's number one. 2 Corinthians 4.17.18, our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Verse 18, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. So the whole premise here, and you've heard me talk about this just last week, is the power of uh, frustration loses itself when you put it up against the picture of eternity. That's not really that bizarre. It's just a reality check. As soon as you enter eternity into a picture, the frustration you're going through kind of drops a couple of lines. That's, that's just normal. In verse 18, though, of 2 Corinthians 4, it says, So we fix our eyes on what? Uh, not on what is seen, but what is unseen, for what is seen is temporary. That's the Scripture's way of saying what you're going through now, short-lived. It's a short fuse. Okay? Yes, it's a drag. And yes, to you and me, uh, what's short is not the same <laughs> definition for what God, to God, what is short. Right? But by his absolute wisdom, he's telling you and I, look. What you're looking at and what you're facing and what you're encountering, it's short. Okay, You don't know why it's so long because you don't really understand eternity. Well, that's true, Lord. We don't because we're finite beings, not infinite beings. So we don't grasp what's coming. So we put a lot of our energy into the now. And you think, but Dave, I've been going through this struggle uh, for years, and I understand that. And I'm not even specifically identifying anybody. I've gone through, you know, not having my dad get saved. You know, if he got saved, that's up to the Lord, but it doesn't look like it. My mom most likely came in under the gun. My sister, eh, it's and it's been 40 years. I mean, there's not much more I can say or do. You know, I'm just always going to be the little brother, and she's not going to be able to, and so it's going to have to be a miracle from God. My point in bringing that up is I get it. But from God's perspective, it's not long. Just from mine, because I'm focused on it, and because I'm looking at it, and because I keep looking at it. <laughs> it's just like, and that's where you lose it. That's where you, you, don't, you don't have that, uh, the wisdom. In Hebrews 10.35, listen to what Hebrews 10.35 through 39 says. Just listen to this. Don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, 
you receive what was promised. For just in a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. We do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. We're not going to throw away our confidence. We're not going to quit. We're not going to dump it. We're, we're going to keep going. We're going to persevere. We're not going to focus on the temporary because the temporary is not going to get us anywhere anyway. We're going to be focused on what God has in mind. We're going to line up our thinking with his thinking so that we can endure. We're going to do what Jesus did in order to get through because there's, there's nobody that set a better example than Jesus. I mean, here here is the creator of the universe having his own creation kill him. It's like, ugh. and not one or two people, a city. And he's there life giver it's just like wow and to top it up they didn't just kill him they crucified him they made him go through all he was on the cross for six hours they beat him silly they would punch him in the face and, and then they say prophesy who hit you how mocking but if he had focused on that he would have had reason to quit but he didn't and so the scripture says, don't throw away your confidence. It's going to be richly rewarded. You've got to persevere that after you've done the will of God, you'll receive what has been promised. And so we have to be careful what we're focused on and how we live. It's like, David's draining the life out of me. Well, the only true answer to that is in your weakness comes God's perfect strength to step in. That's why it's much wiser when you're going through something to say, okay, I can't do this. You, you do this. I quit. You know, like, it's up to you. Let me know. I'm just going to stand here as long as I can until there's nothing left of me. You know, it's like, that's all you can do. His grace is made perfect in weakness. You think, well, I don't get it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know we don't get it. That's a big part of it, isn't it? But that's all where trust is. That's all where confidence in God really lies, right there. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at 1,000 miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? Bibles are very cool looking. You can have them electronically. You can have them in your phone. You have them in your computer. There's tons of apps. There's also cool looking book Bibles. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. It's great. Here's the bottom line. All that's fancy and fantastic and useless if you don't read it and believe it 
and process it. For those that are trying to figure out, uh, first of all, well, why is it that the Bible is uh, its own unique entity? What's the deal in that? Well, the same breath that went into creating Adam, which was creating creation of man, that same breath went into the Bible. And so 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is God-breathed. That's the breath of God. And the breath of God that went into Adam is the breath of God that goes into the book, which is why this is a unique book. And then people are get, they get really upset, and they go, well, hold on now. Hold on now, Dave. The, the, the problem there is, you know, that, that there's just so many people that have been a part of uh, writing the Bible. In fact, there's about 40 authors spanning about 3,000 years in all different types of positions in life. But here's the great thing about Christian faith. If you believe that God created the universe, you're going to step out on that big ledge and go, well, if he created the universe, he can probably write a book. Well, the amazing part about the book itself is not just the self-proclamations of the book, but you get into the prophecies, and it's an amazing, amazing element that every single prophecy has been fulfilled exactly, and yet there are some to come, and we will see those fulfilled. But while you're engaging in the Word of God, here's something you need to be aware of that Christians do not recognize, that that word where it says, for the Word of God is alive, is zone in the Greek. If we were doing a Greek word, that'd be zone. And that word means alive, to live. Jesus used that word in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, where he says, Behold, I am alive, and I live forevermore. Same word. And the word of God is alive. And you think, well, this is just a book. It is just a book, except for when you're reading the word of God and the Holy Spirit connects you to the word of God, it becomes something altogether different. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. A couple things to tell you. Before we do the trivia question, so Eric sent me a uh, text. He said uh, one of the YouTube videos to watch is called Answers in Genesis, Heavens Declare His Glory. So if you're looking on the YouTube when we were talking about the earlier, the first 30 minutes, we were talking about how God— I mean, the majesty and the, the magnificence of God's creation. It's called Answers in Genesis, Heavens Declare His Glory. So if you want to check that out on YouTube, uh, if it's bad, you can blame Eric. Yeah, I'm just the messenger. <laughs> you know, which that, by the way, that never works because they do shoot the messenger. I just I just think it's really like bizarre that the people say that. Okay, uh, here's our next trivia question. What'd that have to do with me? Nothing. Uh, when the three women went out to visit Jesus's tomb, what question did they discuss on the way? When the three women went out to visit Jesus's tomb, what question did they discuss on the way? Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email to david at hemustincrease.org, which leads us to the website, which we're promoting because there's the book and there's the giving. There's the book and the giving. <laughs> Those are the big things. Don't forget to check out hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email david at he must increase.org. Facebook, 
He must increase ministry. You too. He must increase ministry. All right. Joanne and Cordelia stepping up right away with the answer on that one. Nice job. Although I always worry when she puts a question mark at the end because it's like, what does that mean? Okay. Uh, here is a funny, uh, funny. Oh, no, I guess that would be the question mark because it's the end of this. Never mind. <laughs> is it Wednesday? Is that what it is? Is it to become Wednesday and I didn't see it? Or is that was that that is it? It is Wednesday, yeah. Thank you for that affirmation. I really appreciate it. All right, this joke, this is a pretty funny one. Just follow it, and then we'll get into the more serious stuff. But this is pretty funny. Just follow, okay? Just before – now, it's a joke, right? So for those theologians out there, okay, uh, uh, you know, let the dog out. <laughs> That's what I want to say. All right, just before Christmas, God was looking down on earth, and he saw all the evil that was going on. He decided to send an angel down to earth to check it out. So he called one of his best angels and sent the angel to the earth for a time. When the angel returned, the angel told God, yeah, it's bad on earth. 95% is bad. 5% is good. 95% is bad. 5% is good. Well, the Lord thought for a moment, maybe I better send down another angel just to verify that information. So God called another angel, sent that angel down. That angel returned, went to God and said, yep. Yep, Earth was in decline, 95% bad, 5% good. The Lord was thinking, well, that's not very good, is it? So he decided to email the 5% that were good and wanted to encourage them, giving them a little something to help them to keep going. Do you know what that email said? Oh, you didn't get one either? That's a good one. Right? Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> you didn't get. Oh, you didn't get one either. Oh, okay. Right. That's right. <laughs> we spare no expense. We spend no expense. When the three women went to visit Jesus's tomb, what questions did they discuss on the way? If you think you know, you can call in, or you can text in. Or you call in nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three, or send an email, David at he must increase dot or we'll do the history in the next one as when we'll do that. All right, I want to go back to this because this is the big key. Here it is. Here's the big element. We were talking about, you know, how do you get through? How do you I mean it's like everybody knows that process of pruning. Everybody knows going forward and then you feel like you're going backwards. Everybody has experienced this and I don't it doesn't bother me in the slightest that uh, various uh, teachers and people are like, oh, you can't confess stuff like that. It's like, what? I can't confess? What? This this particular meal is spicy. <gasps> don't confess that. <laughs> See, yeah, don't, that's just, that's, that just makes no sense. So here you got to get into the how do you keep going? We know there are a couple of very important things. First of all, let me say this, and you will understand it. The turtle wins the race. Okay, if you just think about it, the turtle. Remember, remember the hare, and I don't know. I'm just, I just, I don't know. And the turtle just keeps going and going. Not the rabbit, just the turtle. Just keeps going and going and going until he wins the race. Okay, that's who wins the race. 
Okay, that's the story. To give you an idea of how actually scriptural that is, let's look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, which you know, but I want to break down. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, referring to Hebrews 11 and the Hall of Fame of Faith, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Yes, people get entangled by sin. That's why it's referenced right there. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Here's something people can't stand. What do you mean marked out for us? Well, it's a map. It's just that God drew it and he knows it. You don't know it. So you just keep moving along on the map. Then it says this in verse 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer. Many versions will say the author and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. This is what the passage tells us to do. It says, look, you want to know how to do this whole turtle thing? Here you go. Here it is, right? We're supposed to run this race with perseverance, with endurance, with patience. Uh, I'm not, I don't have any patience, Dave. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, I get it. It's a great joke. I love it. But everybody who's genuinely a Christian wants to operate in the fruits of the Spirit, and patience is one of the fruits of the Spirit. The idea is to be focused on Christ and not ourselves. That's the struggle. But it's not new. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Is in all your ways acknowledge him, he'll direct your path. That's not new. You can't focus on you. You got to be focused on the Lord. You got to have your vision and your mind fixed where it needs to be in order to get through. And it tells you, consider, you know, it tells you in verse 2, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. How do you get through it? He knew what was coming. Well, the good stuff's coming. I just got to get through. Good stuff's coming. I mean, I hate to trivialize trivialize this in any capacity but still it needs context for people you know some people they'll go on diets and it's really tough and they really restrain and they really restrict and they really but but what for so they can be healthier so they can uh, feel better so they can look better so to speak so then they can uh purchase it's for what's set before them people work out and some people work out and they get through it just by thinking i'm going to sit in a jacuzzi after this that's all i care about and it's like i know that sounds ridiculous but it's not entirely ridiculous Okay, You put up with a lot of things in your life knowing what's coming. Well, that's the principle. That's the same principle. Right? The reason that you don't the reason that you don't put your kids in permanent cybernetic hibernation when they're young is because you have confidence that as they grow, something good may come of that. Knows <laughs> I said that that way. Here's what I want you to understand. Galatians 6 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. The implication, you can't get away from what the Scripture is really saying. It's like, look, you can't get weary. You can't give up. you got to keep going. And at the proper time, what's the proper time? As defined by God, 
you will reap if you don't quit. Like, I know. I know. I feel it. But the way to do it is to fix our eyes on Jesus. We go, we go through this race with endurance and patience. We're focused on Christ, not on ourselves. And we anticipate the joy that is set before us. And that's how you get through. And that's how you have to get through. And you think, well, that doesn't sound like everything's always perfect. It's not. But that's how you get through. And there's some days that are better than others, some weeks that are better than others. Quite frankly, there's some years that are better than others and some decades that are better than others. But you do, the, you do this walk, you do this race with patience. You do it focused on Jesus, not on yourself. You can't be looking at yourself all the time. You might as well just walk around with a mirror slapped to your forehead. That ain't going to work. And you anticipate the joy that's coming. Got that? All right, now we have somebody who's going to answer. Can they answer quickly because of our time, or do we need to hold them over? What, let you wanna, what, do you th- what do you think we should do, Kevin? We probably should hold them. Okay, so just let them know we're going to hold them over so that they don't, you know— you know, scream or something. Tell them to be patient and to anticipate the joy that is set before them. Ah, there you go. Perfect example, right? But we need that. We need to do that. And that Galatians 6, 9 passage, don't, Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time. What's the proper time? God's chosen time. We will reap a harvest if we don't quit. All right, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind destroying everyone and everything we find. When confronted by the unimaginable, look at how some of the Bible heroes responded. Abraham's wife, Sarah, laughed when the Lord promised her a son in old age. Why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? The Lord answered. That's Genesis 18, 13. Zechariah, priest in the temple, asked, How can I be sure of this to Gabriel? I am Gabriel, the angel answered. I stand in the presence of God and have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Luke, this is out of Luke 119. In other words, God was saying, God can do this. Mary exclaimed, how are you going to do this? When Gabriel brought her that great news of her son that she would bear, the angel assured her, nothing, with God, nothing will be impossible. Luke 137, the disciples questioned Jesus, and he answered them, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. The Lord reminded the prophet Jeremiah, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Jeremiah 32, 27. If God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, 31. Praise to him who is able, listen, this is Ephesians 3, 20. Praise to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Finally, when life just seems impossible, we can memorize and believe and agree with the Apostle Paul's conclusion of all his personal struggles, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which is in Philippians 4.13. Darkness comes. This is from John Piper, this, this next statement. Darkness comes. In the middle of it, the future looks blank. 
but with God, nothing is impossible. He has more ropes and ladders and tunnels out of pits that you can ever conceive of. So wait and pray without ceasing and hope. I think that this kind of thought process, it's not name it and claim it. It's just believing that God is the God that can do anything is applicable for his kids to operate in when their situation seems impossible that we deal in the truth of the possible that God brings. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We've had a faithful listener hanging on, and that just shows you the power of patience and endurance. And we certainly hope that there's joy set before him in this. Let's go ahead and ring her through. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Mary. Hi, Mary. How are you feeling today? Not well. Uh-oh. People need... Can we pray Uh-oh. for you? Can we pray for you real yeah. quick? Let's pray for Mary, everybody. Hang on. Let me pray for you real quick. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up Mary to you. We love her. She's great. She's your daughter in the Lord, in you. She's our sister, kind of like a mom to us in the faith. And we just ask you, Lord, that you would touch her body, strengthen her in her mind, but give her energy in her body and the ability to accomplish all the things that she wants to get done and just give her a boost lord as only you can give it to a person we pray in jesus name amen and amen okay all Um, right thank you thank you that's 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 just because i want you to be okie dokie okay all right okay now you ready to answer this trivia question Yes, I'm I'm ready. All right. When the three women went out to visit Jesus's tomb, what question did they discuss on the way? Who's going to remove the stone from the mouth of their tomb? That or is I... correct. That is 100% on target. It's like, who? Wait, who? What? Huh? Who's going to do that? You know? It's like, it's like yeah, really. <laughs> and then when they got there, they found out it was moved. Yep, already done. There, there was that earthquake, and I'm wondering if that's when that stone was um, removed, if it was, if, if the earthquake caused that. Because, you know, they had that... Um, Pilate told told the soldiers to secure. He did. He, that, uh, he the, did. And so they 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 did. They they really secured it with uh, this wax stuff that they used to um, seal. Might be the same sort of stuff that we use when we when we can um, when we when we can vegetables and and tomato and so forth. But anyway, there was an earthquake that morning. Yeah, and maybe that's. When the stone well, was it, it, removed. The stone was removed by an angel, because if you remember, after the angel removed the stone, the angel sat down on the stone, which I have always found oh. to be, I've always found that to be one oh, of the more, of, yeah. Okay. yeah, but I always okay. thought that was a, an amazing story, because the angel moves the stone, 
and then sits down. Right. It's like, what are you doing? Having a cup of coffee? I don't get it. <laughs> Just like the angels, like do 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 do, just sitting here on the stone. Like what what what? Aren't you supposed to yeah, be angel stuff? Like what are you doing? Angels can do anything. Yeah, they can. You know, yeah, I mean, exactly. they got this super super power. Yeah. Remember the angel they killed that? Uh, what was I think it was one hundred and eighty. Yeah, one hundred eighty-five thousand. That's right. Uh, That's yeah. right. Well, you you're on top of it today. He just went along and touched everybody, and everybody just that. Didn't have any more breath. Yep. Good. I good. mean, well, that's what I think he did. <laughs> good job, Mary. Well, anyway, that was a anyway. good job. Okay. Well, I'm going to let you go. Okay. And thank you for praying for me, okay? You got it. God bless you. Okay. All righty. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's our mom. <laughs> just calling her our mom. All right. We're going to do a fast. Uh, history, just a fast one, because I want to finish up on this message, because there's still this, these two verses I have to do. That well, was four, but I'm only doing two, so that's all right. But let's do history. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right, now the other reason I want to do this one is because I had one of these. It's Pet Rock Day. Okay, that's right, folks. I had a pet rock. My parents bought it. It was funny. I mean, come on, right? It's a pet rock. Some guy. I mean, how many millions of dollars did that guy make going, here's a rock. Let's make it a pet. Let's write a book, put straw in a little box. Eh, multimillionaire. That's right. Don't tell me this, this world's not a little bit a little bit thin in the old department of thinking. Anyhow, today is also National Date Nut Bread Day, which is fine. I mean, that's that's good. Uh, this is a sad thing. On this day in 1636, Harvard University was founded. It's only sad because they're so it's so bad now. It's terrible. It's just terrible. But on the flip side of things, uh, on the positive things, 30 years later, 1966, six, on this day, Star Trek aired its first episode. So that's better. And then the uh, last thing I'll tell you, and this is for those of you that remember, and if you do, you're old like me. <laughs> on this day, Evil Knievel attempted to jump Snake River Canyon on his Sky Cycle X2, which, of course, had nothing to do with a motorcycle. Uh, he landed at the bottom of the canyon. <laughs> I, I know a few things about Evil Knievel. Will not tell you them on the air. Let's just say the cane was hollow. Okay? That's all I'm going to tell you. All right, let's finish up on this because this is important stuff. So really what we've been talking about is uh, the frustration of the walk. And I want you to understand that the turtle wins the race. In other words, we have to endure. We've, we've got to do exactly what the Scripture says, Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, not by our standards, not by our watch, but by God's watch, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. See that little caveat there? If. So when people will say, uh, well, once saved, always saved. Well, the answer is yes and no. 
yes, you're if you're saved, you're always saved. If you keep believing, but if you stop believing, then that becomes a different entity altogether, which means that you were probably never really saved in the first place. And that's how that all gets mixed up, which is why it's a, such a ridiculous argument. If you're a Christian, it's saying yes to Jesus as your Savior, and then it's continually saying yes to Jesus as your Savior, and it's saying yes to Jesus as your Lord, and it's continually saying yes to Jesus or your Lord, or you never made the real decision. I mean, that's not—I don't think that's really that hard. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever should believe the continual action of believing. Boom. Done. Thanks. Moving on. In this, though, you need to understand the same thing I need to understand, and that is you are justified by the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. And now that God has positioned you that way, he's going to make you look like Jesus. You asked for it. Don't tell me you didn't ask for it. It's in my book. It's like everybody prays this. I want to be like you, Jesus. Everybody prays that prayer. Well, guess what? God's still answering. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, And we all, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. Then it's in another translation, says glory by glory. That means step by step. Remember the three stooges? Step by step, inch by inch. Same thing, right? It's one thing at a time after one thing at a time after one thing at a time after one thing. That's how it is. Christianity is a wonderful gift from God. The justification part of it's just fabulous. But the sanctification part of it is a process. So you have been saved, you are being saved, and you will yet be saved. Okay? Philippians 1.6. I, I, this should be the one that I think kind of seals. You know, you have this, we just want to seals the deal. Being confident of this. Well, what are we supposed to be confident of, Paul? What is it you're going to tell us under the verbal plenary process? They say plenary verbal, but they're wrong. Verbal plenary process of the Holy Spirit. What do you say? He said, being confident of this. He who has begun a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. In other words, God's working in you. And he's going to keep working on you. That doesn't mean that every time you pray, you get what you ask for. <laughs> that means he's going to keep making you look like Jesus. Remember, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane said, you know, if we could bypass this scenario here, this crucifixion part, that'd be fantastic. But not my will, but your will be done. Guess what? The will was for him to be crucified. That's the bottom line. And so you sit there, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, I know. But just like Peter said for the disciples, where, where are we going to go? Where else are we going to go for the words of eternal life? We're not going anywhere else. There's, there's no other way to get to it. This is it. You're in it. And now you're being made to look like Jesus. And the way to do that is not to focus on what's really bringing you down, but to focus on the Lord. And to never forget that that which is coming so far outweighs that which you're going through. Again, let's give credit where credit's due. Rick Warren does a great job in his uh, the purpose-driven life. You know, it's like super simple. The first one-eighth of an inch, that's your life here. And then there's this millions and millions of miles of, 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 of measuring tape that go beyond that. That's the rest of that. It's not all right now. This is the short part. Right? 
And sometimes you got to go through it. And you think, well, uh, it's hard, sure. That's why we have fellowship. That's why we support one another. That's why we strengthen one another. That's why you're encouraged to spend time with God. That's why you're with, there's the idea to be refreshed by God. That's why you'll hear me harp and harp and harp and harp about spending more time with God. Because that enables us, equips us, strengthens us to get through. That's why fellowship is so important, because other people can pray for you. And you can hear other stories of deliverance, and they lift you up. That's why Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbors, you love yourself. Oh, yeah, here's a new commandment. Love one another. It's like, ooh, that's good. So we just need to kind of, okay, well, let's pull this together, take a reset, take a deep breath, and recognize it's not always going to be easy. But it is going to be awesome when we're done. And when we're done, then it will always be easy. <laughs> that's different. You got to get through. Right? We say it in our in our opening all the time. Surviving, living, and prevailing. Well, eventually we're gonna be prevailing permanently. It's times you get to prevail now, but surviving and living, that's also important too. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Smoot Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a twenty-two and a half hour break, then we'll come back. More insanity with spinanity. Talk to you then. Most of my life it feels like I've been and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.